0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 166 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at Simpleview. On this episode of the Layover Live, strategic analyst Grant Stolt stops by to share some common mistakes we see with analytics. Grant and I discuss how increases in direct traffic can be a warning sign of improper tagging, the benefits of tagging properly, and some things you can do now to prepare for some changes coming in the near future. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 166 of The Layover Live, where we bring you the top article. From the layover each week, I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights, and welcome to this week's show. Happy to have you here. Now, if you haven't noticed of late, uh, we have been pretty focused on data. We've had Zeke Coleman on recently from Adara, who I really always enjoy talking to, and he came on and shared with us some changes coming with third-party cookies and data collection practices. We also then had Veronica Williams on who talked about some recent updates with iOS 15 and how that may affect some measurement inside of email marketing. And not too long ago, we also had Jordan Musall on from Visit Hamilton County who came on and shared with us some amazing things that they're doing with geolocation data. Now, for destination marketing, you could argue the data is the lifeblood of your marketing efforts. And if you're measuring the wrong things or measuring them even incorrectly, you're more than likely going to make decisions that are not truly going to benefit your destination or your efforts. Now, for most destinations, data comes in the form of web analytics, and that's usually captured by platforms like Google Analytics. Now, it's no coincidence that our article of the week this week comes from Analytics Mania, and it's a really good article I came across which talks about uh, direct traffic, and we're going to get into that in a second. But if we're not uh, measuring things effectively or incorrectly, it's bad data in and then bad data out. And so I wanted to bring uh, a good friend to the show and someone who's always doing hard work behind the scenes uh, as it relates to data, Grant Stoltz, strategic analyst at Sybilview. So Grant, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Jason. Thanks for uh, for having me back on once again.
0: Yeah, man. I am look forward to the day when we can get back in the office together and do this uh, for real, man.
1: I know. I know. Right now, I guess, uh, you know, virtually we'll have to have to suffice, but uh, someday soon, we'll definitely have a, uh, a grand return.
0: I, I love it, man. Get my Stoltz fixed. so I'll be good. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen, man, I want to jump right into it because uh, you and I came across this article. We thought it was a really good one to share. And as we've been talking around this theme around data, uh, we can't forget about the fact that, hey, data is great, but we have to make sure that we're tagging and measuring things properly so we're getting the right kinds of data in. And there is some mistakes that, that you and I wanted to share and talk about to make sure that when we're doing this, we're doing it properly. And this article talks about some as it relates to the way that your website is tagged. Because if things aren't tagged properly, it gets labeled as direct traffic. So maybe what exactly does uh, direct traffic mean? So folks are pretty clear on that. And then maybe um, what might be happening here, right? Because direct traffic is kind of this catch-all bucket for things, right? So go ahead and, and kind of get in and explain that a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned, this article does a, a really great job of describing all of these things. But you know the, the notes for this definitely are... Um, around direct traffic, which really is intended by Google Analytics to tag users uh, who have come to your website, either by entering your website address in the URL bar, or have come to your website through a bookmark. So that's the intent of tagging users from direct traffic as their source of how they've accessed your website. But recently, You know, we've seen a lot of destinations and websites in general um, have a large influx of direct traffic to their website, which really is kind of a misnomer. You might look at direct traffic increasing and go, hey, we're doing a great job at branding. People know our website like the back of their hand. They're typing it in and they're visiting our website because our brand is top of mind, which, you know, to a certain extent may be true. Uh, but really, I think unfortunately, it's more of a technical issue where traffic coming in to the website is facing some sort of issue or some barrier that's tagging it as direct. And this article outlines many of the the multiple reasons why traffic might be tagged as direct through google analytics Um, they go through a number of reasons everything from um, whether it's been a redirect from a link shortener Mm -hmm. uh, there may be some tagging issues incorrect on your site Um, really things that we and our seo team take care of on a monthly basis to make sure um, are fixed or corrected if they do indeed pop up. But there are a, a myriad of reasons that are essentially out of your control um, as a, a website admin essentially that may be causing direct traffic to become a, a primary traffic source. Um, and really that more is dealing with the traffic coming to your site rather than what exactly is happening on it itself.
0: Yeah, that's, and it's a good point, right? Because you mentioned traffic coming into the site. Um and, and again, direct traffic being this this catch-all bucket. I think, you know, as we're doing SEO on websites and we're looking at websites and we're trying to look through the analytics so that we can make informed decisions that provide insights, one of the things that we look at is that channel breakdown. And if we start to see a lot of traffic coming from or an abnormal now traffic coming from direct, that's one of the first places we look when we're doing like a forensic audit of the website, right? We're looking for um, issues with tagging. Um, oftentimes we start to see that happen a lot, especially with social media, things get stripped out all the time. So it gets lumped into this bucket. Um, so, so outside of traffic though, you know, what else might, uh, you know, destination marketers out there need to know Stoltz?
1: Yeah, no. And and like you mentioned, I think a lot of it has to deal with that traffic coming in, um, and how it's properly, or in this case, improperly tagged, um, a lot of tagging, um, comes from these things called UTM parameters, which really are, and you've probably seen them, or if you're in the world of digital marketing, intimately, you know what a UTM parameter is. It's a piece of text appended to a uh, URL that really tells your analytics account where the traffic came from. Um, as much as we think Google and Google analytics, know everything, um, Google analytics plays dumb sometimes. And if they see traffic coming in from somewhere, they can take a guess of where it came from, but without UTM parameters, um, it just sort of assumes the very basic, uh, amounts of where it came from. So for example, if you click over from Facebook and it's from a campaign, uh, there's no way it knows that it's actually from a paid ad and we'll just say, Oh, it was a referral from your social media. Um, now, the issue with these UTM parameters is, of course, they're very finicky. Now, what that also can then create is some issues where um, if the tagging is incorrect, missing certain uh, you know, an ampersand or underscores, equal signs, you name it, these very small little bits of text, um, that can cause an error in Google Analytics parsing your parameters, which actually will then cause the traffic to come in as a source that's not actually the one you intended it to come in as. So that's the number one reason that might cause that. And there's a number of other parameters that you can add on to URLs that Google Analytics might not recognize, um, which again, can or cannot, depending on how your Google Analytics is set up, also cause that error. would make it appear that it's coming from direct traffic and of course these are all the things that are outlined in the uh the article so i definitely recommend checking them out and asking your agency or whoever's placing tags in your website hey are, are we making sure that these things are accounted for uh because again with just some small little errors in syntax um you can actually maybe hurt yourself more than you might be helping yourself um so i think that's the biggest thing with with utm parameters and parameters in general but the, the reason I think why they are so important beyond just figuring out where your traffic came from is actually then determining what that traffic did once it came to your site. And that's exactly what Google Analytics is there for. Um, so with those UTM parameters in place and they're properly set up, of course, you're able to see uh, what happened to a user who came from a Facebook ad and they went onto their website and actually what they did on the website, how they performed, and really allows for that connection from ads to website. So a pretty um, almost magical connection there can occur with uh, with UTM parameters.
0: Yeah, so let's, let's drill into that connection a little bit because I think that's important, right? Because that connection is something that, that can really make or break your uh, data, right? And, and we've seen it countless times, uh, things that are mistagged. Or things tagged improperly or something's not like you said, the syntax is, is improper and that can really mess things up. And unfortunately, I can't tell you the amount of times that we've we've done these these audits and we we find these things and some of these things have been running for like a really long time. Um, and that's a real tough conversation to have with your stakeholders, right? If you have to go back in and say, Oh my gosh, we thought we were measuring this properly, or oh my gosh, we inflated this number, or we or maybe even the other way, we we underrepresented something that should have been represented more. So So you talked about connecting those ads to the website. What are some of the other benefits maybe then Stoltz of, of, of doing that?
1: Yeah. And exactly that. Um, a lot of times the reports you'll get from a vendor, an agency, a platform, you name it. Um, really, they focus on the relevant information for that platform. You know, how much did you spend on this campaign? What was the click-through rate? What was the cost per click? Um, number of impressions, things like that, especially in the ad side. That's what you'll get. Now, you may also get a web report too, or you might be pulling that yourself from Google Analytics. And you might see, oh, you know, this is what our number of sessions looked like this month, or this is the number of visitor guide signups we had. But again, they're kind of live in disparate places in in two different sources or multiple sources sometimes. So really what tagging things properly and connecting the dots via UTM parameters allows you to do is start joining things together. So for example, you can say um, and tag traffic from campaign A and say, campaign A, I spent $500. You can then go onto your analytics account and say, what did traffic from campaign A do? Oh, interesting. I had 10 visitor guides sign up. So it was a cost per conversion of $50. So 500 divided by 10. Um, That all of a sudden starts having a much higher impact on what your objectives are than just trying to guess that, oh, this looks good here and this looks good here. Now, all of a sudden, you're actually connecting the things together and actually creating some new metrics across your entire ad and web ecosystem to create things like conversion rate, cost per acquisition, um, and really now start allowing you to compare things apples to apples. So now you're able to see how are my channels stacking up against one another? How are my campaigns stacking up? Maybe even how are my vendors stacking up against one another? Mm-hmm. Um, and really just by that virtue, allowing you to determine where to optimize um, or maybe where you're succeeding or where you might be falling behind um, really quickly allows you to address that. And that's, again, can only happen when you are truly then linking your ad data to your web data Um, with utm parameters as the bridge between the two of them
0: yeah great stuff and so so to wrap things up grant i think what's you know it's customary as you already know on the show right is uh asking for advice out there because i think this is an important thing um for us to be able to, to address again if you're not tagging or marking things properly i think it's important that that's one of the places that you look um especially as we're starting to be um you know more and more under the microscope for measuring things and showing value. It's important those things are done correctly. So maybe a piece of advice, and maybe let me break it into two things. Maybe give me something aspirational for DMOs out there, and maybe something a little bit more tactical.
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. Let me see here. So I, I would say for for aspirational, mm-hmm. I think really you want to be able to look at your analytics holistically, and not just in the way that I was just referring to of connecting ad to website data you know, take a step back even further and say, you know, what am I measuring? Um, Does it really affect my destination? Mm. Um, Can I really actually affect that metric I'm Mm -hmm. trying to change? Um, And even does that metric, what I'm measuring, does that, is it relevant to my destination objectives? So really always kind of trying to drill into what you're measuring and determine, is that the right thing? And then kind of start going through that process of connecting ad data to web data Uh, And then start going down that rabbit hole because without, like you mentioned, without that first sort of ethos of why am I measuring this um, or measuring the wrong thing or measuring the right thing, uh, we won't be able to get any further than that. Or I should say it wouldn't be of great use to go any further if you're measuring the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So um, that's definitely number one there. I would say Um, number two, I guess, a little more tactical, kind of like you mentioned before, and Zeke mentioned when he was on as well, you know, a lot of times we have uh, tags on our websites, especially now that the third-party cookie is being deprecated or will be pushed back a little bit further. Um, a lot of times we have tags that might be placing cookies on our own browsers, which eventually will have to come to an end. Um, like the article mentioned as well, there may be some mistagging with your Google analytics that causes traffic to be tagged as direct. Um, you also may just have old tags from old campaigns or agencies um, that are creating bloat and loading all this JavaScript and additional assets onto your website, which actually will then lower your page speed, which as we've talked about before, that's becoming a ranking factor in Google. So um, there's a number of reasons, but really you need to conduct a tag on it. That's the short of the long there, that that's a great way to make sure that you're prepared for this cookie deprecation. You're avoiding any errors, you're collecting the right things. And of course you're avoiding any bloat from unnecessary or old tags as well. So um again, two sides of the coin there, I think both equally important, but um definitely things that uh destination marketers out there can uh, can i think start doing almost immediately
0: yeah, I think really good spot uh, stuff there you know, I put you on the spot with trying to give me one aspirational on tactical, but there I think they're both related and really well done um I think the fact that hey listen let's this is now is a good time to look at at, at metrics just in general and you know are they affecting us and and our objectives right that's a that's great advice, but I like the second one a lot too because you know although um, third-party cookie uh, deprecation now has kind of moved to a couple years away um, now is the time to start to look at those things and 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 to do an audit of your tags uh, usually done within GTM um, or other platforms um, but take a look at that see how things are being measured um, get rid of the things that, that, that just don't make any sense anymore um, I remember when things used to be hard-coded on sites uh, there'd be times we'd go through during a redesign process or something and there would be you know, two, three, four dozen tags on one page over time. That's just poor housekeeping and it creates issues on your website. We don't want to carry those same bad practices though into tag managers. Tag managers were created to help speed those things up and make those things a little more transparent without having to get developers involved to hard code those things on. But we don't want to carry those bad habits into that. So doing an audit regularly probably you know, once a quarter or once a year is not a bad habit to get into. And really smart to start doing that because the deprecation of third-party cookies is coming. It's a good idea to get yourself prepared so that you can start testing some new solutions that start to come up um, before they they come about. We don't want to be doing these things a month before uh, third-party cookies go away. So Grant, great advice. Thanks for coming on and sharing this. I think it's a really, really important topic um, and something worth sharing, man. So always good seeing
1: you, buddy. Yeah, likewise. Hopefully we can uh, record one of these uh, in person sometime soon.
0: I look, I look forward to it, man. I look forward to the intro soon, man. I missed those. So, so look forward to it. So thank you. And if you're not tuned in or subscribed, rather, please do so now. We're also available on Spotify and iTunes through Audio Podcast. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. We really appreciate appreciate it. We'll see you next time and have a great day.